what's up? And welcome to episode one of Morning Cup of Controversy. My name is Ryan and I'll be your host. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about lucid dreaming. If you don't know what lucid dreaming is, uh, like I said, we're going to talk about it a little bit later. Um, But it's basically the idea that people can be conscious within a dream. You can do and say certain things in a dream that you purposely are doing, right? Um, That's the whole idea of lucidity. Um, But anyway, so I've already posted a trailer for Morning Cup of Controversy to kind of give you an idea of what the show is going to be about. And um, if you would like to find me outside of Spotify or Anchor, and get in touch with me, find me at uh, morningcupcast on Instagram or morningcupcast at gmail.com. Send me any messages you'd like to on either one of those platforms. Okay, every week I want to start off uh, with a question of the week, something that you might not be able to answer right now, um, and whether that's the case for you or not, it's going to get you thinking a little bit. Um, we'll return to it next week and see if we came up with anything new. Um, if anything that happened to us throughout the week possibly changed our mind, um, and kind of things like that. So the first question of the week that I want to introduce is what's something that you're tired of having to explain about yourself to others? For my answer, I have a couple things. I mean, it's more like one big thing, mental health. Um, mental health is something that not a lot of people struggle with. Um, obviously, not everybody has depression. Obviously, not everybody has bipolar disorder. You know, there's a lot of different diagnoses out there. And not everything works for everybody. That's probably one of my biggest pet peeves is the fact that people always try to suggest to me that therapy is going to be probably like the best option or you know things along that line I'm not really a huge fan of therapy I mean I feel like for me personally just kind of writing things and getting it off my mind in general helps me better than having to speak about my issues to some complete stranger who's supposed to be biased in the situation but my anxiety makes me feel like they're judging me even though it's supposed to be a judgment-free zone you know it's kind of just like everybody everybody has their own ways of coping and healing some people's ways are a little bit more healthy than others but that's okay um you know we all live and we learn I think therapy is good for that reason for you know helping to learn some new coping methods that might be a little bit more healthy than the ones that certain people adapt you know I've had definitely had unhealthy coping mechanisms in the past and I'm trying to get rid of those just like you would a bad habit you know But um, a lot easier said than done. And I'm sure a lot of you can agree with that. But uh, leave me a response to the question. Um, I'm not sure exactly where it's going to show up on Spotify since I'm still pretty new to posting on here. But every week I will uh, have the Q&A for the episode be um, the question of the week. So that you guys, if you feel like sharing, can go in the comments and share. It will only be visible to me. Nobody else is going to be able to see it like you would be commenting on an Instagram post. Um, And if you want me to tag it or pin it for other people to see, then just let me know. 
but I would love to get you guys' opinions out there as well. And that's one of the big things that I want to um, come across this with this podcast is that I'm not the only one whose opinions should be out there. And I'm not saying that people need to hear my opinions, but I feel like it's important for everybody to feel like their opinion is heard and be validated in at least to some extent. And I want to try to help be that person for most of you. (laughs) Um, So we're going to go ahead and move on from the question of the week. Like I said, we're going to bring it up again next week and see if anything's changed. And then after that, we'll have a different topic or a different question to um, think about for that week. But yeah, we're going to go ahead and get right into the topic of the day, which like I said, is lucid dreaming. Alright, so we're going to go ahead and dive into the topic, um, a very interesting topic of lucid dreams. Um, Like I said earlier, lucid dreaming is basically just the idea of being conscious during a dream, being able to actually do and say the things that you want to do during a dream. Um, It's really hard to tell when you're lucid dreaming, especially if you haven't ever done it before. Um, it's also really hard to study because it's not always repeatable in a lab. Um, let's just get right into some of the science of it. And I just want to say right now that this is my first podcast. So the overusage of the word, um, is going to be very apparent this week, but I'm going to try really, really, really hard to not be like that. Um, but yes, (laughs) there I go again. Anyway, let's get right into the science of it. Um, some studies... Uh, on lucid dreaming have shown that um, it's, in, it's associated with increased activity in the prefrontal cortex. Um, another, tw- another study in 2013 uh, also found that other areas are associated, including the senius, not very good at pronouncing uh, scientific words, but that's okay, um, which is involved in visual processing. Um, so that makes a lot of sense, obviously, with the visual processing, it's kind of, oh, and the other one, I believe, was, had to do with the, um, physical activity, so physical activity and visual processing, that's basically what is scientifically being activated during your dream that causes a lucid dream, um, there have been a couple successful in Inductions of consciousness. So, uh, let's see. 2014 from Frankfurt University. Um, they successfully induced consciousness during dream sleep by bombarding the frontal lobe of the sleeping participants with a weak current of 2 to 100 HZ gamma waves. Um, it worked 77% of the time. So, the hertz, the gamma waves stuff, that's going to be something that you see a lot whenever you're trying to like for example a lot of people who want a lucid dream now they'll use um methods right Um, and a lot of those methods include playing those gamma waves in the background a lot of youtube videos have the certain different um hertz uh you know music playing that you can use to kind of hypnotize yourself it's really more of like um Certain methods use more of a hypnagogic state, basically, is what it is. Um, Certain meds have also been proven to induce lucidity. The Lucidity Institute in Hawaii, I am really sorry for that mispronunciation, 
um, in 2018 found that galantamine, which is used to treat dementia, is also effective in the majority of patients uh, for inducing lucidity, um, which is crazy. So obviously there's some type of science behind um, affecting those parts of the brain, basically. Um, and I think that's really interesting. I am really excited for the future to see where we, you know, we as um, humanity, I guess, <laughs> we as scientists go uh, with this whole lucid dreaming thing because I feel like understanding dreams would help a lot of people in different ways. Um, a lot of people see things in their dream that they just feel like have something to do with their real life, you know, something that something that happens to a loved one and it just scares you or something that happens to you. Like I've had dreams of getting attacked, um, assaulted. You know, I've had dreams of falling out of an airplane. I've had some crazy dreams and those are just dreams. Those aren't even lucid dreams. Thankfully, I haven't personally had any lucid nightmares, but you know, that's not to say we'll go ahead and knock on wood for that one. Cause that's not to say that it's never going to happen. Um, I personally believe that it's really about the mind state, mind state, is that the right word I'm looking for? I don't think so. Whatever. Um, I really think it's about, you know, where you put yourself, the mindset, that's what I was looking for, the mindset that you go into it with, you know, you want to go to sleep, tell yourself that you're going to lucid dream, tell yourself that, um, you're going to have a good lucid dream and you're going to wake up remembering your dream. Sorry, I just had to hiccup a couple times. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I see a lot of benefits with it. Not a lot of people use it for therapy. I feel like it's it's kind of like hypnosis in a, in a way because when you go to therapy and they do hypnosis, I've never done this before, but I know just basic from basic studying that it's <clears throat> it puts you in a lucid state where you're conscious but you're not conscious you're in your subconscious basically and that's a lot of what lucid dreaming is so let's move into some of the pros of lucid dreaming since we're kind of getting on that topic enhanced creativity um enhanced creativity because when you allow yourself to be that conscious in such a vulnerable state, it helps your brain to learn how to let go of those boundaries, that those mental boundaries that you've been holding up for yourself, those things that you're just a little bit too worried to cross over to, or maybe your mind just hadn't ventured there yet, you know, and it could be anything. It could be Um, it could be with art, it could be with writing, it could be with, you know, making a podcast, for example. I didn't have a lucid dream that I was going to start a podcast or that this was going to be a good idea for me, but being, uh, being able to access a different part of your mind, it helps you open up your creativity to basically new opportunities and I really like that about lucid dreaming because I feel like it it just really has opened up those boundaries for me relieves anxiety studies show that lucid dreaming can reduce anxiety feelings and uh, PTSD symptoms and those are from 
uh, study that I will, well, all of this information, most of it, is from two different websites that I will be linking in the uh, caption or bio. That way you guys can go do some more research if you're interested. And you can go, just go check out the articles that I was reading. Fewer nightmares. So when you tell yourself every single night when you're going to bed that you're going to have a beautiful lucid dream and you're going to meet your spirit guides or you're going to see your higher power, your higher self or whatever, you're obviously, it's more of like a, a what's it called? Law of attraction or... Um, Oh, goodness, what is the word that I'm looking for? Law of attraction or manifestation. That's what it was that I was looking for. Okay, um, that's basically what it is. It's like you're manifesting the good dreams for yourself, you know, and you're manifesting these good things to come in while you're unconscious, basically. Well, you're conscious, but not really. <laughs> um, one other thing that I found that was uh, listed as a pro for lucid dreaming is better motor skills. There's not a whole lot of studies um, that prove this, but there are some that are linked. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of studies on most of this stuff about lucid dreaming, like I said earlier, but we're getting there. More studies are being, there's literally a lucidity institute in Hawaii, like they're working on it. You know, people are looking into it and people are trying to learn more. Um... We'll talk about a little bit of the risks now. Some people see um, increased psychopathology. Some studies have shown opposite effects on anxiety and depression. I personally haven't had opposite effects. I struggle with both anxiety and depression, and I've been um, actually really enjoying the whole um, idea of going to bed and doing this ritual every night and trying to find this peace in my sleep you know it's really comforting for me um the next oh there's something else that I needed to say about that um it may exacerbate symptoms of borderline personality disorder by increasing the dream reality confusion so if you struggle um very heavily with borderline personality disorder lucid dreaming isn't something that I would recommend for you unless you know for a fact that you're going to be able to um do a reality check, which is something we're going to talk about here in a minute. Do a reality check um, in real life and in your dream and know the difference between what's real life and what's a dream, which is why it's not highly recommended for people with borderline personality disorder because they already struggle um, just with basic life tasks and, um, you know, depression and anxiety are the same. If you go into a lucid dream and you're anxious about it and you're psyching yourself out in your head, then you could have a lucid nightmare and that will just make things worse for you the next day for your depression. You know, it's because things like anxiety and depression kind of tie in together most of the time. So um, the only other uh, risk factor that I could find was decreased sleep quality. Um, I can obviously see why this would be a thing because a lot of the methods not a lot but some of the methods require you to wake yourself up in the middle of the night um, and we're going to go ahead and talk about the methods now some people have a um, some people have a tr have trouble 
falling back asleep after waking up in general. So that m method might not be the best for those people. And that's actually the first one we're going to talk about. It's called the wake back to bed method or WBT WBTB. So basically what you're going to do is you're going to set an alarm for five hours exactly after you go to bed. And because you woke up in the middle of your sleep, sleep cycle, you'll most likely go back into the REM stage still conscious since you had just awoken. So basically this is probably one of the most common used techniques um, just because, like it said, you go straight back into that REM cycle or you're more likely to anyway. And if you're still conscious or at least slightly conscious, then you're going to be able to activate that lucid dream a lot easier because REM is when it happens. Um, REM is when that real dream phase starts to kick in. And so once you get there and you're able to do that reality check and kind of see if you're lucid or um, see if maybe you're still in real life, you're still actually awake, you're not quite to sleep yet, you know. And um, a reality check is basically just if you're lucid dreaming, a reality check will help your mind understand that. Um, a reality check could be anything from uh, holding your nose on one side, which I'm doing right now, so I probably sound weird, and trying to breathe in. In real life, you can only breathe in through the one nostril. In your dream, you might still feel like you're breathing in through both. Another thing you could do is if you have a piece of paper by where you sleep or a book by where you sleep, look at the, look at the book, read the first couple words, and put it down and go to sleep. When you're in your dream, if you see that book again, pick it up, open it, and if the pages look a lot different than they did in real life, that's how you know you're dreaming. So reality checks could be any, any number of things. It's just something that's going to help you to remember that you're in a dream. Something that, it could even be something that you do all the time, you know, like writing. If you write a lot, pick up a pen. You know what it feels like when you're writing something, try writing something in your dream and it's going to feel different. Or maybe the pen will just melt into the paper. You know, it's stuff like that. So, you know, come up with your own reality check. If you have a hard time um, coming up with something that could work for you, um, Google is definitely, definitely a very, very good friend of mine when it came to lucid dreaming. When I first started, um, and a lot of this information that I got, like I said, was from two different articles. Um, just to give you guys some facts and, and not just talk about my opinion, which is something that I want to do every week. I don't want to just blatantly give my opinion with nothing to back it up because I know I don't know everything, you know. So obviously I want you guys to see that there is some science behind it. There are some facts and I'm not just out here spewing my opinions to you. Um, the next uh, technique we're going to talk about is the mnemonic induction uh, of lucid dreams. And that one is called MILD for short. So basically, um, this one was actually created by uh, Dr. LaBerge in 1980. Self-talking yourself, or self, self-talk, I'm sorry, I messed up. <laughs> My handwriting is just awful. Um, but anyway, self-talk, or basically telling yourself you're going to lucid dream, uh, may increase the chance of lucid dreaming. So while you're laying there trying to lucid dream, you tell yourself, I'm going to lucid dream. I'm going to lucid dream tonight. I'm going to lucid dream tonight. And just things like that. And like I said earlier, in spirituality, we call it the law of attraction or manifestation. 
Some of you also might be um, familiar with that term, so that could help you to understand a little bit about the mild technique. And the last real technique that you're going to find online that I'm going to talk about is wake indicated lucid dreaming, which is um, dubbed wild, obviously. Um, so basically, enter REM from wakefulness while maintaining consciousness. Lying down until you have a hypnagogic, have a hypnagogic hallucination, an imagined sense that appears to be very real and occurs while you're falling asleep. So basically, the wake-induced lucid dreaming technique is just going to be where you're sitting there, you're falling asleep, but you are hallucinating or hypnotizing yourself into the hallucination. And this is why I actually like to use um, certain YouTube videos. Um, the YouTube account that I use is Lucid Power Mind. Um, I love their sleep meditations. They have a lot that are actually specifically for lucid dreaming. They actually have some that are specifically the wild, mild, or wake back to bed technique. You just have to set your own alarm for the wake back to bed. But there's a lot of stuff on YouTube that you can just use instead of having to try to induce it yourself. Um, and then the last thing that I wanted to talk about with lucid dreaming was a dream journal. Keeping up with a dream journal is going to help a lot, whether you're, luc you're actively lucid dreaming every night or you're having regular dreams and trying to lucid dream. Write down the things that you see reoccurring in your dreams. You see people coming back. You see places coming back. You see items appearing. You see maybe a certain dog or a certain car a certain job you keep showing up at, all those things, write them down. They're important. Um, and they might even help you to um, enter a lucid dream later. If you keep seeing this one person, maybe you need to reach out to them. Maybe you need to talk to them. And I'm not saying in real life, I'm saying in the dream, to get to that lucid dream state. So keep an eye on those things that you're seeing all the time in your lucid dreams, and that's going to help you a lot to be able to understand your own personal technique and your own personal methods, maybe your own personal um, use for lucid dreaming. Because a lot of people do it for a reason. For me personally, it's just to help me sleep better, to work on my anxiety and depression, um, and to try to get more in touch with my spirituality. It just helps me a lot personally to feel more connected um, to my own mind and be able to not necessarily control it, but to be able to do what I want, you know, and put myself in that state when I want to is really interesting. So I hope you guys learned something from my spiel about lucid dreaming. I don't have any guests to talk with today, but most weeks, um, depending on the topic, I would like to have a guest or two uh, for me to come on or for to come on for me to interview. Um, and I hope you guys are interested in that. Please leave me any feedback or anything else that you want to know about lucid dreaming. Um, I can post all kinds of information on my um, Instagram account for you guys. Um, so please just let me know what you think. And yes, let's go ahead and get into the quote of the week. Alright, so every week I want to start off with a question of the week to keep our mind turning. Then a quote to keep you motivated. Just like I said in the trailer if you listen to it. So this week's quote of the week is something that I've really liked for a long, long time. And my great Aunt Eileen gave me a plaque that had this on it when I was young, and I kept it for a really long time. Unfortunately, I don't know where it is now, but that's okay. Maybe I'll find it one day. Um, 
there I go with that um again. I know I've said the word um a lot in this podcast and I'm really sorry. Like I said, I'm gonna work on it and hopefully the next episode there's at least half the ums that were in the first episode. But the quote of the week that I want you guys to think about for the rest of the week is never put off till tomorrow what you can do today. Never put off till tomorrow what you can do today. I had to say it twice. I had to let it sink in for you guys because I think that quote is very important. A lot of people nowadays procrastinate. We like to sit on our phones and, you know, do things. And I think another reason why I wanted to make a podcast is because I feel like this podcast can be something that you listen to while you're productive. You know, a lot of people commented on um, my Snapchat when I first posted about it saying that um, it's something that they have recently gotten into listening to podcasts rather than listening to the latest album in the car on the way to work, you know. And that's really interesting for me, too, because I love podcasts. I like to listen to all kinds of podcasts, funny, true crime, conspiracy theory, like you name it. That's my favorite thing to do while I'm cleaning, while I'm hanging out in my room. I would rather be listening to a podcast than watching TV or listening to music. And I feel like having a podcast on in the background gives us a lot of excuse to do something. You know, this isn't a podcast that you can watch, at least yet. So do something while you listen to it. You know, when my new episodes come out, maybe that means it's time for you to fold your laundry. <laughs> it's time for you to fold your laundry while I, while I speak to you about whatever I'm going to speak to you about. But use my podcast as an example uh, or an excuse, rather, to be productive. Um, let's not put things off and let's not procrastinate. Let's try to be the most productive people that we can be this week. Um, and this quote, when I looked it up, I knew the quote, but when I looked it up to see who it was by, I found a lot of different answers. So Mark Twain or Benjamin Franklin, thank you very much for the quote. thank you guys very much for listening to my first podcast if you made it this far i really appreciate you and i hope you enjoy it um i hope you enjoy the rest of the episodes as much as you enjoyed this one i cannot wait to be back next week and uh yeah so if you like i said at the top of the podcast if you guys want to reach out to me feel free to find me at morning cupcast on instagram or send me an email at morningcupcast at gmail.com I will have a TikTok account coming soon for the podcast, but for now, I'm just going to be using my personal one, um, which I don't have written down here in front of me, and I don't want to give it to you wrong, so I'll put it in the description, but thank you so much for listening, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.